Hey there. So it has been a little while since I made a podcast and um, I just saw my oncologist and I asked him a question. And even though I knew the answer to it, I was still kind of bummed when he said it. Um, so I'm going to really touch on a topic of cancer that I've never really touched on before, and that's pregnancy and cancer. But I have to take you back before cancer was a part of my life so you get the full scope of what exactly is going through my head. So I would say when I was in my late teenage years and into my early 20s, I never saw myself having children. Um, I was not in the best like mental state, so I was thinking to myself, if I can't even take care of myself, how on earth am I going to take care of another human being? I had a lot of self-doubt, really low self-confidence. Like I just didn't think I, I'd have that ability within me. So when I got pregnant with Frankie, there was a whirlwind of emotions, some good, some bad, a lot of like gray area. I just, I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't planned. Um, it was just sort of a, a weird time. So like my pregnancy, while it was good, like I didn't have like morning sickness, I had no complications. I didn't have like the gestational diabetes, like everything went pretty smoothly. And even though Frankie was five weeks early, she didn't have to go to NICU, you know, she was breathing fine. Like, I mean, and honestly, the whole um, birthing process, like the epidural work for me, I did push for like five hours, but I would say from beginning to end, the whole process was okay. Like it wasn't like a terrible experience, but my mental headspace was one of its worst. So I really didn't get to enjoy my pregnancy a lot. Um, and it definitely took me a little bit to kind of get into the gist of like motherhood. Um, and pretty much when I got in, into the gist of motherhood at like six or seven weeks um, after giving birth, I got diagnosed with cancer. So like I didn't really get to do like I was there with Frankie and like I was very grateful in the fact that chemo didn't affect me like super hardcore like it wasn't easy by any stretch of the imagination but I didn't have a lot of side effects like I was able to kind of like after my week of chemo once I had like a recovery weekend I was like you know up at Adam you know um, but I, it was just always like traveling to and fro scans tests blood work you know this and that so like honestly the first year of her life I was there but not there at the same time because I had my amputation, but I was in physical therapy. Like, I mean, there was just so much going on. So I really didn't get to enjoy, appreciate all the baby stuff. And I always thought, okay, like Frankie was sort of like my guardian angel. She saved me. Like we were able to, you know, get the cancer out, blah, blah, blah. So honestly, I was content with that. Um, and honest, like, like I said, her first year went by kind of like in a blur, um, and like, two, like two year old and three year old Frankie, it was difficult. Um, that's a really tough time. Like that toddler sort of stage where you have the terrible twos and honestly terrible threes as well. But now that she's turned four, she's so inquisitive and we can have conversations. We can do stuff. We can talk about things. We can play games together, like such an interactive, um, stage of her life. And I don't know, um, if it's because like uh, my sister-in-law 
just gave birth or a lot of people that I'm seeing on my social media are giving birth or you know getting pregnant like there's sort of like this baby fever I'm sure if you're a woman you kind of know what that is if you you know want children or have children so at my oncology appointment today I decided to ask my doctor what were to happen if I were to get pregnant and um, I it was I think that the answer that I knew was coming so he was like, obviously, if you got pregnant, all scans would stop um, and x-rays won't show me what I need to see. So there's no point in doing those. And he was like, we could probably get away with doing scans when you're in your third trimester. But even then, um, radiologists are kind of weary to do all of that. Like it'd have to be an emergency type of thing. Um, and... I asked him, okay, so hypothetically, let's say we're in the third trimester, they allow me to have a CT scan and we see some big growth. What do we do then? Um, if it's something like a, like a minor growth, like if it went, like if one of my nodules went from like three millimeters to seven millimeters, like they would wait until about 36 weeks to induce me to get the baby out of there. So we can kind of continue monitoring and make sure it doesn't get any bigger. Um, but if it went like something, if it went like a, if it was a crazy growth, like three millimeters to two centimeters, then it would have to be like an emergency surgery type of situation and it would be a mess. And honestly, I'd probably be in the same spot I was before. So pretty much no matter which way I slice it, like this time, if I were to get pregnant, it would be like, it would be planned. I'd be excited for it. Like I'm in a much better mental headspace, but in the same breath, cancer is going to ruin all of that again, but in a totally different way where I'm like, well, now I can't have scans. What if something's growing? Um, there's so many unknown variables and I didn't eat like, like he's just my oncologist. He's not my orthopedic surgeon or my prosthetist, but I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, obviously pregnancy, you gain weight and I have a prosthetic leg. Like what happens if I can't put my leg into my socket? Like there's just so many other problems. And like another thing that a lot of people don't talk about is that when you're on like antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, that plays a big part in sort of pregnancy and they sometimes want you to taper off or not take it at all or be very careful with what you take. And that's a whole nother journey, which I had to deal with in my, in my first pregnancy, but you know, it, it definitely gets complicated with the medications that I take as well. Um, but considering my recent surgery, he was like probably like, like he can't, he can't tell me if I, you know, can or cannot get pregnant. That's up to my discretion. But, um, he was like, it probably wouldn't be the best idea. Like, it, like I, he was like, I would be worried because we'd be without a scan for six months, if not nine months. Um, and honestly, I would be worried too. There's just no way around it. Um, and I think the biggest problem is that I don't like cancer dictating what I can and cannot do. Um, I don't know. It's, it's more like a, um, a stubbornness type thing. Like after my lung surgeries, I knew I was going to run again, like without a doubt, it's just, it's going to happen. And I just, I don't like my body like prohibiting me from doing things. And I think it makes the urge that much stronger. The fact that my body is like, Nope, don't do it. It's really dangerous. I'm like, well, that's not fair. Um, and it really got me lamenting about the fact that everything I did with Frankie was my first time, but also my last time. Like, I don't even get the, op like, 
I do have the option, but realistically, does it make sense for me to get pregnant again? No. Like, there's just so many variables. And, like, granted, maybe in two years, if I'm still cancer-free or three years, like, I mean, there's all, like, I'm still young, right? I'm 28 right now. So, like, I still have childbearing years left in me. That I understand. The problem is I want a sibling close-ish to Frankie's age. Um, like me and my sisters were five and 10 years apart. And like, honestly, being 10 years apart is a, just a huge difference in like, like generationally, like it's, it's honestly crazy. Like when my little sister Miranda was born, I was already 10. So like when she was five, right. Going into kindergarten, I was 15, like a sophomore or a freshman in high school. Like the difference is just like astronomical, so obviously when you grow up, like the age difference becomes less obvious. Like right now she's 18. So like there's definitely more in common that we can talk about, but still like I'm in a different stage in my life. Like I'm married and have a child and have a house and, you know, she's finishing up high school. Not that we can't talk about stuff, but like it'd be nice to have someone a little bit, you know, closer in age. So like granted, you know, I could have the baby maybe like two or three years from now, but then like the, you know, Frankie and her, younger sibling would be seven, eight years apart. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not exactly what I want. Um, even five years is pushing it. Um, but it was a, a tough pill to swallow. It's one that like, I don't want to accept quite yet. And like I said, maybe cause it's the baby fear in particular. Um, and also like my stubbornness, the fact that cancer is once again saying, no, you can't do this in particular. Um, it just kind of stinks, but like there's just like cancer took it took away like Frankie's first year for me, and now she's taking away pregnancy altogether, and that's just a major bummer. Um, the fact that I really don't even have a choice in the matter, um, and that's a bad thing about cancer, especially after a reoccurrence, because your chances of getting cancer again just incrementally go up. Um, and you know, I, we don't know what these other two nozzles are going to do, if they're going to stay put, if they're going to grow again, and it's like more surgery and like, you know, hypothetically, if I were to get pregnant and take those chances, um, like can't, like, I just can't even imagine like, okay, like I do it all. And then like, once again, let's say the cancer grows and I have to have more surgery or God forbid, like more chemo. It's like, I'm literally redoing how I had like the first year of Frankie's life all over again. Like I won't be there for the parts that I want to be there for. So it's just beyond frustrating at this point. Um, I mean, I'm lucky in the fact that I'm able, like, at least according to my gynecologist, like everything still works uh, properly. Like a lot of women go into early menopause because of the, you know, the chemo messes everything up. Um, but I think if we, my husband and I did try to get pregnant, I have the capability to do so. Um, it just that it would be unwise to do so. But a lot of women, they go into early menopause or they can't have children afterwards, like their periods stop. So I guess it's almost worse that I have the capability, but I can't. <laughs> um, so that's sort of, uh, like, honestly, my nodules have been great since July. Um, they haven't moved. Nothing else has grown. So um very thankful for that. I don't want to have kind of my just my hypothetical question, you know, really drown out the really great positive news that 
nothing has grown, like cancer staying put, or maybe it's gone altogether, that'd be fantastic. Um, and I've also decided to spread them out a little bit. So for the past like year and a half, I've been doing scans every two months. By now I feel kind of in a, in a better place. So I've pushed it out to every three months. So um, hopefully everything stays good. I, I really do have faith that it will. Um, but that's sort of where my headspace is at this evening. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest. And uh, I'm just very blessed that I get to have Frankie. I get to have these experiences with her. It just makes me cherish these moments a little bit more. Once again, cancer has got to tell me, look, you got to cherish the moments that you got. <laughs> because if not, I'll take them away. So um, I'll just stick with my, my beautiful, wonderful, perfect Frankie for the time being. But until next time.